I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where we can build this world together, making gay stuff better. Nothing's gonna stop us now. I always love when you sing for an intro. I, I gave you so the choice beautiful. and you chose the musical one. Ellie, yeah, so. so I asked for this. You're welcome. You're welcome, everyone else. <laughs> from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are still in our season five Patreon campaign. We want to thank Allison Parr, Ashley White, Mel and Brian McCullough for joining our Patreon recently. If you want to join them, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. As a reminder, once we get to 125, we will release a patron-only Q&A episode. And at 150, we'll start doing some more monthly bonus Less Essentials episodes. With all of our thoughts on all the all the movies we haven't had time to do on Less Essentials yet, we've got a lengthy list. We have a lot of thoughts. And not enough episodes to say our thoughts in. So please join our Patreon so we can share our thoughts. <laughs> we also, in the greater Les universe, want to talk about season two of Hentified. We just had Clarissa Tebow on the podcast. She will be on a future episode. But when we were talking to her, I realized I didn't even know season two was out. And I love the show. So I want to let you know season two of Hentified is out. 
so that you can watch it. And if you haven't seen it, watch season one and two. It has some really great queer rep. And speaking of things you should be watching if you haven't yet, listen, we are recording this a little in advance, so we have not had a chance to watch it yet. But if you are listening to this, it is now Monday, which means the season finale of Yellow Jackets came out yesterday. And I, from, you know, speaking here from the past, I think we just have to hope that, like, maybe we have some answers to some questions that we've all been wondering all season long. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. Uh so listen future us and future all of you. I hope that it was amazing and I <laughs> you got the answers you need. Yes. <laughs> I hope I hope we got all the answers. I'm excited to watch it. But if you have not watched Yellow Jackets yet, what are you waiting for? Watch just it. just do it. Listen, it's got your fave and ours, Jasmine Savoy Brown. You know that we cannot and will never stop talking about her. Um, I swear to God, she's in like every one of our things. She's in just... a lot of them. Yeah, well, she's doing she's all of doing the things a right lot. now. So she's doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. Also, it has already been renewed for a season two. Yes. So we can breathe a sigh of relief of like watching something and knowing it's not going to be canceled for the next season. So like dive in knowing that you will get another season as well, which like makes it a little easier to watch too. In completely unrelated news, but just something that I found Googling lesbian news, dolphins have clitorises that they use for lesbian sex. So, well, naturally. The, the article was cracking me up the way it was phrased. It was like, dolphins are doing some interesting things with their clitorises together. For lesbian sex. And I'm like, I love clickbait headliner headlines. It's great. You go, dolphins. The more you know. And tell me about this last uh this Oh, last yes. Point you okay. So here, there's Ali. also, this is just some, a little celebrity gossip. Aisha D, who was on The Bold Type, and Lucy Grace Barrett have been sparking some rumors lately from some steamy pics on their Instagram. <laughs> So we're not quite sure if they're dating, but it does seem like they might be dating and they're hinting at it. So if they are, we're very happy because love Aisha in the bold type and Lucy Grace Barrett is also in charm. So we got like all kinds of gay TV energy just like thrown together in this. So we're hoping for the best. If, If anyone can confirm or deny, let us know. Let us know. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 10 of season five, Collaborations. Try saying that five times fast. I bet you can't. <laughs> and we have some exciting guests here that I'm going to let Ellie introduce because the there's been some craziness with the bios. I've been waiting all day to introduce <laughs> these guests. We are here with Alicia K. Constantine and Christina Pupo, two of my favorite people that I met at Clexicon. And they are here with us now. For those of you listening, Alicia K. Constantine is a storyteller and independent producer who is tired of Hollywood gatekeepers and determined to make everything gay. We are very golf much clap, here for clap, that. Yes. We're also joined by Christina Pupo, who's a first-generation Cuban-American screenwriter and director who once sent a letter to DreamWorks pitching her sci-fi thriller and who wrote her first official screenplay at the ripe old age of nine. Amazing. I want to know about the sci-fi thriller, though. <laughs> so do I. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have notes. You got to have notes. What if someone steals it? I mean, they probably did already. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, what's a DreamWorks sci-fi thriller? Like they wrote, <laughs> they just took one of yours. Right. 
Yes. Justice for Christina. Hashtag justice for Christina. We're going to get it trending. Oh, boy. Get it started. Do not. Give her the royalties, DreamWorks. Oh, God. Please. Well, welcome, friends. It's so good to see you again. We are so happy to have you here. We are going to be talking today about collaborations, as Lee said. This was one of the panels that I was moderating with Alicia and Christina at Clexicon, which was all about Clexicon collabs. So I want to start our episode. You guys have the cutest meet cute <laughs> of anyone, of any platonic creative couple I've ever met. So can you please tell us the story of how the two of you met? Christina, would you like to start? I feel like I always start the story. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I do. You oh, should start boy. it. I'd love to hear it from your perspective. From my perspective, <laughs> yes. Uh, woof. Both Alicia and I had never attended Clexicon, and this was... 2019, you know, the before times. And I had never been to a con of any kind, really. I think, Alicia, same for you, like no con experience. And so we were there both for this thing that Clexicon was doing for content creators, just different panels about writing and all this stuff. And at the end of that day, they had this mixer where you're supposed to, I guess, just come up to people who and introduce yourself and talk. That's the goal. But me being the incredibly awkward person that I am, even with copious amounts of vodka sodas, I was still feeling really self-conscious. And my approach to socializing was to just kind of, there were all these movie posters around for some reason in the room we were in. And I just went around reading each movie poster, like looking at and just feeling- like, Out loud or in your no, head? No, like kind of to myself. Like <laughs> like if I was like curating this, I don't, I don't even know what the intent was, but I'd, I'd, I'd go to up to each and just be like, oh, hmm, oh, who produced that? that? Very interesting. Just like, that's what I was there for. Like they brought me in to kind of <laughs> critique these posters. So bizarre. And thankfully, Alicia, who was just way better at this than I was, she came up to me and started a conversation, like a normal conversation, like a real human. We got to talking about just, you know, like filmmaking over here, some short little kind of blurb that you gave and whatnot. And then just over the con, you know, we kind of kept running into each other. And there were just a few formative situations that happened that (laughs) I can't mention. But... (laughs) is basically Alicia saved me in a few social mishaps and that really bonded us and you know by the last by the last day of Clexicon at the Ascension party I basically ended up kind of telling her my life story as you do of course at a party with loud music and she was like oh man there's there's a story there we should make the story that's the story like you know that you should be focusing on and by the end of the con we went to a diner like we, we worked through how it would be. And she's like, I want to produce this with you. And so I somehow came to Clexicon with nothing and left with everything. Oh, stop it. That <laughs> was, know, so wow, cute. really That's nailed so the sweet. landing there. <laughs> Do you see that story the same way, Alicia? Like, what are the, what are the parts <laughs> that you could fill in that? Do you remember, Christina, reading movie posters is what we all want to know. Here. Yes. Yes. Did you start reading them? <laughs> you know <what? laughs> Were you both critics? (laughs) I remember she was standing at a movie poster. I didn't know that that's what she had been doing the whole time before I got there. I love this so much, though. (laughs) And the only reason I went up to her is because I actually did, like, research on how to, like, approach people. 
at a con. Like, how do you walk up to people and just start a conversation? Because that can create a lot of anxiety. And that's how I deal with my anxiety is I research the hell out of it. So that's (laughs) the only way. (laughs) (laughs) She was like the second or third person that I approached in that room. And I only went up to her because we had like said something very briefly to each other earlier in the day. And you know how they say when you meet somebody once the second time around, now you already know that person, so it's easier. And that's literally why she was the next person that I spoke to. Everything else is pretty much the same. I can't wait until we're rich and famous enough that we can tell the secret story. <laughs> I know. I want to hear the secret story. <laughs> it's God so damn good. It. <laughs> it's pretty good. One day. One day. We'll make a fil- maybe one day you'll make a film about the secret story. Or <laughs> I mean, not. yes. It, one it day we will. In. It could be worked into like a, an episode of something, I'm sure, like everything else in my life does. <laughs> Can you actually tell us a little bit about your first collaboration, Out in Love? You sat at the diner and then it m- magically appeared. <laughs> I'll exactly. say this. <laughs> when she told me this story, I was in my mind, I was like, why isn't this like, why aren't you already doing this? Because the story in and of itself is so phenomenal it sounded like a television show as she was telling it to me. Um, so I was like, this is, in my mind, it was a foregone conclusion that this was going to be, it was going to be a something. It was going to be a something that existed in the world. So we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then we each went back to our respective can, cities. Sorry, can we quickly clarify what the story is? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm like, people don't know what the story I know what the story is, but oh, they right, don't right, know right, what the story right. is. Yeah, so Out in Love, a married couple that, after five years of marriage, both realize they're pretty gay. <laughs> and just the two of them basically just figuring that out and what that means and how they can navigate that together. And this is a true story. Like, this is your story, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine a writer telling you their story and not acting like it should be a show. Cause that's what was happening at the diner. She was like, yeah, this is my life. Like, this is what happened. And, you know, and we both realized we were gay and so on and so forth. And meanwhile, I'm eating pancakes. Like, what? <laughs> they were really good pancakes. They were. They were. That's, that's my favorite thinking. place to eat. It no longer exists. I know. That's sad. Yeah. Sad. But... So then we each went back to our respective places. Actually, no, there was a detour in Los Angeles. Right. There was a detour in Los Angeles where we met up with the actress from my very first short film, uh, Jory Burgos. And that's how like the little (laughs) trio became connected. And she really, she did so much on this project. It's actually ridiculous. It's truly, it's truly ridiculous how much work Marjorie put into it. Like it wouldn't look like it does. She did the production design and she did wardrobe as well. So yeah, linking up with her, she was like the go-between basically between me being in Seattle and Christina had just moved to Los Angeles at that time. And honestly, so really the way we made things happen uh, with us being apart and, and, you know, now it's so common to do Zooms and things like this where you guys are all over the place and it's no big. But at the time, you know, it was still new, at least to me. I had never had like a long distance working kind of relation or any relationship really. But anyway, um, and so we would, we were using Skype, right? We were. Yeah, we were using Skype and we'd text, we'd email I started a draft and then we would kind of like Skype and give 
feedback about it back and forth. The first drafts were, you know, like hot garbage, of course. And they were not. It just kept, <laughs> it was, <laughs> they were so bad that, oh my God. Anyways, this is not about me in that part. And so we would just kind of like go back and forth talking about the script. And then it came to a place where we were like setting, okay, well, what are our goals? You know, even actually as the first draft started, like, where are we taking this? And we decided it would be a nice bookend if the whole goal is to be able to premiere this at the next Clexicon in 2020. So to, you know, we basically had a year to write the project, shoot the project, get it into the film festival for Clexicon and premiere it in April of 2020. And that did happen. I mean, the premiere went a little differently because yeah. we all know. <laughs> Why I did can... something happen? Right. <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, things kind of changed. But yeah, we we basically, we set that in order to make that all happen, we'd have to shoot first week of November. November. And I'd say we made that goal before we left Vegas. Yeah. We made that goal in the diner. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. Which I and... didn't even remember saying it. Right. I hardly, you, I don't remember things a lot of the time. She's like, yeah, you said we're going to, yeah, we're going to well, make it and get into Clexicon and then they're going to invite you, us back as panelists. Well, you know what's the funny, yeah, you said they're going to invite us back as panelists and then we'll talk about it. And all of that happened. Oh my gosh. But the funny thing is that when we set that date too, I thought that was like waiting too long because <laughs> I'm crazy. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, really? A, a year later? I was like, no, <laughs> let's let's do this sooner. But fine, I'll wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll Had you ever have you have you done something like that before where you like pulled a project together in less than a year? Is that like what you you're used to doing? Uh, I'm used to a lot. But <laughs> I mean, I feel like, well, before Alicia, I mean, the kinds of projects that I had done were, you know, like web show type stuff or little things where. I wasn't working with a big enough budget to really have too many hurdles. I mean, and honestly, when we started the idea of Out in Love, we did not know what the budget was going to be, what anything was going to look like, how we were going to pull it off. There was just nothing. It was just mystery. And through a series of fortunate events, by reaching out to different people and collaborating and all of that, that's how it actually came together. But yeah, but I think there's a power here and this is kind of, you know, a big point of why we talk about collaborations. I had never done something of that caliber that I'm so proud of until I met someone like Alicia who could help and and have complementary strengths to mine so that we can really make something that we're both proud of. I had so many projects that were just kind of waiting, you know, like on hold or or scripts I couldn't finish. But there's something to like when when you find that's someone who can see your vision and help you on that end and bring something new to the table. It just reinvigorates you. And then you suddenly want to take over the world, which we will. (laughs) Sound familiarly? You know, I wasn't thinking anything like that to myself at all. I don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 nothing at all. But I, I agree, though. I mean, Lee and I met five years ago or over five years ago we met, but we started this podcast five years ago. And it was similar too, where it's like, I've always been like a creative person, musician, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, you have a million projects, a million things going on. And like finding a collaborator who, I'm not sure if the two of you are like this, but I feel like there's like a, at least with Lee and I, there's like the dreamer and the realist. And when you put those (laughs) together, we actually can make something like pretty wild. (laughs) Right. Right. 
I, is that the same with the two of you? I mean, or like ish, like ish, ish because ish. I always want to add new projects. Yeah, <laughs> Christina doesn't stop me. <laughs> I think I think we're both dreamers, right? I would say Alicia is more practical than I am in the sense of, again, with deadlines, that makes yes. sense. And things. I'm like, a, we'll do it all right now. Let's start. We're doing it. It's happening. But at the same time, she doesn't shut it down in me either. So I don't know. We're kind of a bit of both. Well, I mean, maybe. that's the same, right? Like, <laughs> right. we wrote an entire musical. Like, I was like, let's write a musical. And Lee's like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, why not? But like, how? But, right. like, and yeah. that's, I feel like, the yeah, thing that you need, yeah. yes. right? Of like... Right. Okay, but what are the steps we need yes. to take to yes. get to that goal? Like, and Alicia yes, is that I person. love what you're saying to <laughs> yes. me, but like, how about we make it happen right. in like actionable ways? Yeah. Well, and I think it gets at, it's getting at something else too that I know like we talk about a lot, Ellie, with the two of us, where it's like we have both done a lot of things in past creative endeavors group projects <laughs> group projects do not always involve like everybody being as invested or committed and i think that like sometimes it's not just about like everyone ha- you, like you have to have the buy in cuz like i think i feel like that's what you're saying christina when you're like we're both dreamers there's the having the goal and the dream and like seeing it happen but then there's like the different strengths that you bring in terms of like what you kind of bring to like the team in terms of actually getting there. But I think that like the foundation of any great collaboration to me is just being like, oh, look, another person who like wants this to happen and cares and is committed to doing it. And I see that as like, it's a very separate piece for me from just being like, I have a thing. I want to, I want to make it happen. You know, like it's, yeah, there's like, there's a commitment bit that's important as well. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think anytime someone can share your vision, that's also rare. It's a rare find because people, I know most of my life, people told me, find a writing partner, find someone to collaborate with. It's not like I was a stranger to the idea of this, but I would always say, but who? <laughs> because, yeah. you know, in my friend circles, I didn't know many creatives. And even if I did, like, you know, we were just very different styles of very different types of people. And I was, and, you know, I knew writing partners and, you know, I was like low key jealous, but (laughs) I mean, like, sure, you have something wonderful. Awesome. But, um, (laughs) but I think even then I, I, I would always just be confused of like, how do you, how does that work? How, how do you both not get into arguments about a concept or, you know, how, how do you work together creatively and see the same things? And so to me, it was just something that I thought I wasn't going to (laughs) get, I don't know. And so, yeah, but there is something when you, when you find that where, where you're both getting excited about the same ideas and, you know, and obviously you're going to disagree sometimes and whatnot, but like, just, you know, like what you both are saying, it's just, you both are dreaming about kind of, oh, we can do it. There's a yes and instead of a shooting down. There's a, yeah. okay, yes. let's keep going. Yeah. I think for me, it was really important understanding what I wanted out of a writing collaboration. Because I would mm-hmm. say previously, I thought I wanted to write in the writing collaboration. And that's where I went wrong. 
And he goes, yes, I do write, but I don't actually really want to write. Granted, I am writing some things now, but not it's not my preference, right? So what works really well about our collaboration is that Christina writes. Like she is actually going to sit down and do the work of writing. And then I can have the conversations about the writing and the story and what's working, what might not be working and how can we make it better and so on and so forth. And I feel like that's the special sauce for us and how we collaborate on the different projects, the 100 million projects that we have on our slate, (laughs) you know, and it just works for us at that basic level. We want to make the same type of stories, number one, and then the way we want to go about the stories in our what is it? Collaboration? Is it? Yeah, collaborating. Yeah. Collaborating. I think it's going to be in Merriam-Webster any day now. Any day now. Um, you know, it just works for us yeah. just because what she's really good at is like getting it done. She wants to get it done. And I want to be like, here, this is how we're going to get it done. <laughs> right. And yeah. then everybody's happy. <laughs> I love it. How, I mean, how do you find that though? Like if you've been looking for, like if there's someone who's listening to this, who's like a creative person and they're like, I wish I had that. Like, how do you find it? How do you know like what to look for? This is so sounding like, like love matchmaking. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, like, as, like literally as I was thinking about do it. Do you but, have an app is yeah. what we're asking. <laughs> well, cause I just realized like, remember that, who was that? Like the million dollar matchmaker or something. There was like some reality show. There was yeah, this yeah. matchmaker woman. And I'm like now seeing this like sketch in my head of it relating to collaborations. <laughs> yes. Like, because it, it, it's true though. It is very much about like chemistry that you have with someone and just, you know, looking for the same thing. It is kind of like it's is dating. like dating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, are you compatible in right. certain ways? Yeah. We always say this, like, I will say it again, Lena, you know what I'm about to say, but if you look on CoStar, like, do you have CoStar? Do you know what it is? That, the yeah. astrology is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, right? So yeah. for like astrological compatibility, Lee and I are compatible with everything except for sexually. <laughs> and we're like, this is perfect. This makes sense. Like yeah. every one of our signs are compatible, but like it literally is that, right? It's like, yeah. where can you find that like platonic yeah. compatibility? Like it is a compatibility chart of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, and yeah. we know that because Ellie forced me to download CoStar. <laughs> I was and also, run my was compatibility like, with like her. This like years into our collaboration, and I was like, if we're not compatible, like I think this is it. Like and, can't and if, sometimes if a, par- a perfect it, partnership go. <laughs> is just an astrology gay and someone who's willing to entertain the astrology gay. You know, listen. Yes, I know. We should come up with like a Venn diagrams of like different types of people in collaboration. Right? Are you like an astrology gay or a yeah or a person who downloads CoStar for an astrology? Gay? Right. Christina is the astrology gay in this yeah. partnership. And you, wow. you download CoStar for her. I feel like I'm an Android. I have an Android, <laughs> not an iPhone, so CoStar is not available to me, unfortunately. Uh, that's bullshit. Or you're not available to it. Maybe. So that's <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's okay. You do not want to open that bag of worms, just right. in case. Just in case. <laughs> no, but what I if you're not compatible. A- <laughs> you'll never know. I feel like the thing is, Ellie, I almost feel like there's no answer to this question, and I know we're just going to make make you both answer it anyways. Perfect. But because I think it is, it's so, I'm, 
A, I love this because as someone who also just sort of like tripped face first into like the ideal partnership, I am so, this is so exciting. dirty. I'm so sorry. (laughs) How did that sound dirty? I think it was the face first. I'm going to, I'm going to venture to say that. What it was. Not that face part first, felt a little I, weird. I, okay, yeah, I continue, continue. What part of my body would you prefer forward? <laughs> All right, that fine, makes yeah, it worse. Makes it fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shin, shin first, tits first. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> we are not sexually compatible, listeners. Is what we're getting at here. <laughs> All right, but continue. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My point being, we we. Just, you know, the stars aligned. Is that better for you? Yes, yes. It was destiny. It was fate. It was destiny. It was fate. But there is like, there are things that I think became apparent to each of us quickly in terms of like why we worked so well together and like that this was just going to work. And I'm curious because obviously there has to have been some of that sense for the two of you. And I'm wondering what those things were for you two, like when you left Klexicon and, you know, kind of, like, started out in this relationship, like, what were those things, like, what were the things that jumped out at you as, like, oh, this is gonna be good, this is gonna be something, you know? I don't really know how to explain it other than it's the same way when you meet people who are going to be your really good friends, Right. Mm -hmm. You just know that instinctually when you start talking to someone like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's something here. We need time to explore it and figure out if what I'm feeling is real and can this friendship be real and last. But I know any of my great friends that I've met in my life, there's you always know immediately. You don't really it's not like, oh, I grew into this friendship. I didn't know from the beginning that we were going to be down for life, you know? No, you generally know like, oh no, this person could be a person that's going to be in my life for a long time. And I feel like you can't really explain or quantify like what that feels like, because if everyone is going to have their own different experience of how they recognize that sign when they're meeting somebody new. Well, I'm going to say a couple different things. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> like friend fight. Um, we're going to tell each other how amazing we are. Um, so for me, two things happened. A, I knew at Clexicon that Alicia was brilliant. And I knew this because we were, again, we were part of this like content thing that Clexicon was running for like um, writers and whatnot. And they did this like pitch fest thing where we were like pitching ideas. And I remember like doing chit chat with Alicia beforehand, like, oh, did you, did you do your pitch? Did you write it? And, you know, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like, I changed it last night. I don't know. Like, I just remember this moment. She was like, kind of like, she didn't really tell me the pitch, Um, but it was like, you know, we kind of chatted and, and then day comes and she goes up to do her pitch and it was just great. I remember the room was just like, oh, that's that's perfect. It's hilarious. And it was a story that she didn't even want to write, which I thought was crazy because she doesn't like to write comedy usually, just straight comedy. And, you know, it's just something she just came up with, but it was like perfect. Like the way it was written was just so like, I could already see this on TV. And I'm like, damn it, that girl's good. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> and this was even before we had like bonded over like the out and love stuff. Like this is just already from the get go. So already I knew one thing. This person is creative. I like where their head's at and you know, they're just brilliant. So second fold was then the fact that we were at a party and just talked for <laughs> hours. It wasn't, I don't even think we started dancing till like the last maybe half hour. We suddenly were like, so maybe we should enjoy this party a little bit before we go. And just, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're going to dance for a bit till like, you know, we close down the, the dance floor. But the whole like hours, because you know how long that Ascension party is too. Like Yeah, hours. also notoriously quiet. A great <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect spot to chat. I mean, yeah. seriously. And here I am just like, and, and we were talking and Alicia was listening. And like, I felt like I had known Alicia, my entire life, it was such a weird feeling because I'm, I tend to be a private person. So it's not like I'm going up to any stranger and just being like, so do you want to know about my failed marriage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That doesn't happen. So I was telling her everything and it wasn't even, I can't even excuse of like, oh, I was drunk because I wasn't even really drinking much. So expensive. And we were just, (laughs) but that, that bonding, like Alicia was saying, like, you kind of, you just know, like this person's going to be your friend, but it's twofold for me because like, that's the collaboration part too, of just knowing, like, I already know she's brilliant and now she's also my friend. Oh shit. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) this is about to be crazy. So I knew since then, and I feel like there was a lot of trust that we both had to just put into this. It was a leap of faith. Because Alicia, you didn't even know if I could write. I was so relieved. I because was- <laughs> I just went off of vibes alone. I did not That's know anything. Dangerous. Like I didn't know if she could act, if she could direct, or if she could write. But I had like attached myself to making this project um, happen. And when I got the first draft, like she's going to say like, oh, it was terrible or whatever. When I got that first draft, I was so relieved. I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) I can work with this. Like we have something here that we can build on and make a thing out of. I don't know what would have (laughs) happened. If if the, if it if it was actually not a good draft, I mean, we would have got it there. We would have got it there e- right. eventually. But like, I was so relieved that she actually is an incredibly talented person, and that was just starting from the writing aspect. Then I was like, well, can she act? Right. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many leaps of faith that you took. Like literally, why? <laughs> I well, mean, but-, but you know, it's a vibe thing for me. It's all about the vibe. Like, and I trust, I trust myself, and that if my spirit and my soul is saying yes, then I'm just gonna follow that yes, and we'll see. You know, we'll see where it goes. Even if oil didn't become a thing, I feel like we would have been friends regardless. So, oh yeah, you know, the yeah. friendship is more important than the creative partnership do they is you know they exist together certainly but if i had to make a choice obviously the friendship comes first so Aww. once you know that you know the rest you can work the rest out so i guess the question is are you like an astrology gay or a vibes gay or is there another one we have yet to uncover there, we're really, gonna uncover many, i'm super many. excited I i'm wait. a spiritual gay i'm a spiritual gay Ooh, mm. there it Spirit is gay. You heard it here. Yes. 
I love it. I think like speaking from my own experience with Lee, I completely agree about the vibe check for us. I don't know if you even remember this, Lee. I mean, you probably you were there, so you probably do. But <laughs> there was this. We Remind were, we me. Went, we, well, we went to this convention and like we had we had a lunch with my girlfriend at the time. And it was like me and Lee and Carrie, my ex. But after that, there was this time when we were all in a minivan. Do you remember that? I don't know. The we were next in someone's. Year? We were in some. It might have been the second year. I think that it was we, the second that year that we went went to the thing. But we were in a we were in a minivan. Was it when and, Sarah Yude was in the back? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And someone was in the trunk, <laughs> and Lee and I like it was a dead silent car. I feel like except for me and Lee, like, and we were just like going. Like we were like, oh, have you seen this show and this show? Oh, and like I love the representation in this, and like we're like going back and forth about all this like gay shit that we love. Listen, to be fair, it was a totally quiet car because I think everyone else was well most of the other people in the we're car were straight straight yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Just, so it's just yeah. the two of Ellie us and I talking like, about endless gay shows gay. Like, and, and like niche like, queer web series like love it. <laughs> and I just vividly remember just being like I was like we probably like this is probably rude but I don't care I was like I'm so into this conversation right now <laughs> so like our minivan was like the equivalent of your ascension nice you know like in a space where like you're not supposed to be having this moment yeah. and you're just like well we're going to have it anyways. Here we are. It was yeah. dead opposite of your ascension uh, at decibel level. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise very similar. Yes. <laughs> it's a very loud party, everyone. Right. I cannot stress this enough. Are we going to talk about someone being in the trunk or? Just, <laughs> oh, we couldn't all fit in the car. Or... So yeah, someone, yeah. someone had to sit in the trunk. <laughs> it yeah. was like a hatchback kind of. Okay. So they weren't like closed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like they us- were. An adult in the trunk. We're not an trying adult, to turn this yes, into an a true adult, crime podcast. Uh, <laughs> consenting person just kind of with their head popping up from like the trunk of a car. Yeah, yeah. Not the safest, still, probably. They are still I'm alive. Say, but, so you know. know, yeah. Yeah, they are living and breathing in the trunk. So <laughs> it's okay. She didn't have a lot of pillows back there with her. So I think there was some extra safety I think it was comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we just, yeah, we had a moment. And then I think after like when we started to work together I think what Lee has talked about before like really resonated with with me as well of like I think for us at least like we're both overachievers I would like self-identify like we're just like the kid in school who was like doing the most right (laughs) (laughs) and like you know like always like doing the leadership positions and like taking on too much which like as you get older you're like I should be taking on less right (laughs) but like to find someone else who like is used to taking on some things and you're both like, okay, we like to take on a hundred percent, but the two of us together can take on 50% each. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing so much less work. And yet like so much more is happening. (laughs) Right. And it's like so exciting to be like, wow, I can ask someone to do something and like trust that it will get done. Yeah. Not. And like that, I think is like a lot of the weight with like the commitment levels that you were talking about Lee of like yeah how committed are you to actually like doing the tasks that you have said you were gonna do and then also like are the tasks that you want to do compatible with each other right like like you said in your writing partnership like it's like okay well here are the things I want to do and here are the things I don't want to do and this other person wants to do all the things I don't want to do like it's a miracle or even just can't can't do I mean like you know we we talk a lot Ellie about like the 
beautiful complementary skill sets that we ended up having uh, in relation to each other, which I think is important, you know, because it's like, yeah, you can have two dependable people who are like both committed to the same project, but like if you're both if you both do the same thing and you don't have anybody who can do the stuff you can't do, you still can only get so far, you know, you have to have you have to be able to kind of each bring all of the necessary pieces to it yeah. for it to get anywhere. Alicia yeah. and I always joke that together we'd be like the ideal specimen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, like we it's all the complimentary stuff. Like, you know, like we'll have moments where like, yeah, and you do this and I'm I'm good at that and you're good at that. Man, <laughs> as one person, we would crush it <laughs> like unstoppable. Just Siamese twin. Right. The world's not ready for such the power. It's not it's ready. good that yeah. we are split apart, you know? Yeah, and that is our superhero origin story. <laughs> That'll probably happen. Or villain. We're, a year right, from right. now, we see you at Clexicon, like you're literally merged. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you did it. After a lab accident. <laughs> Every yeah, step I'm you merged. take, just electricity crackles <laughs> around you, you know? I finally did it. Right. <laughs> Shows getting greenlit left and right. <laughs> like it's insane. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm here for it. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> or if if you don't do that, make a movie about it, please. Right, right, right. Of course. Of and course. then you get like I, the special the special effects CGI to get the two of you together. <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I wanna ask about something else too, because I'm so curious. I am also really fascinated by as someone who, as Ellie mentioned, like always was the overachiever doing the most, like getting super invested in stuff really fast. I feel like a lot of creative people have been that person in their lives, you know? And so sometimes early on in these collaboration partnerships, I think there's a really natural hesitation to like not want to come across as like, too much, too invested, too excited, you know? And I'm curious, like, at in those early days, like, how did you both navigate that in terms of, like, you're trying to feel out, like, am I too excited? Are they also excited? Is this a real thing that's happening? Or was this just like a, we were drunk and said some things and like, <laughs> let's leave it. This What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know? Like, I'm curious what that felt like for both of you in terms of like taking those early steps. I was not actually the the kid who did the most and did all the things all the time. I was the kid who was smart enough that I didn't have to work that hard and was happy <laughs> to coast by. And that didn't change for me until I went to college and I was delayed going to college because I joined the military first. And then when I joined college, when I joined college, when I went to college, <laughs> you know, I became a different kind of student and I just wanted to do well. And that's when I ended up learning that I hated group projects because mm-hmm. other people would not work as hard as I was going to work on it. That kind of kept me away really from collaborating with other people in other spaces because it's like, who's going to want it as badly as you? The first short film that I did, I ended up in a situation where, you know, the person who was meant to direct it was not as invested as, as I was. And when things were falling apart, that person was nowhere to be found. And so I ended up having to direct the film myself just because I was like, well, nobody else is going to do it. Like, I guess it's on me to get it done. When I met 
Christina, I don't think I felt any kind of hesitation as far Aww. as the, <laughs> like God. who is <laughs> who is more excited. Like at that point in my life, I had decided, right, shit or get off the pot. Either I'm going to be about this film stuff or I can just keep my day job, go get a pension and call it a day. So if I'm going to do it, then I have to do it. So once I made that decision, once I decided that, okay, there's something here and we can work together, there was no need to hold back on my enthusiasm or my excitement because like, we're both excited. We're still extraordinarily excited about the too many things that we're currently doing <laughs> and, and keep adding to. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, so I was also, I feel like I did a lot in school, but never school related. <laughs> I created my own school <laughs> where I would be writing movies in class and casting my, you know, like telling people we're going to get picked up. I swear, like, you know, I'm going to send this letter to Hollywood guys. We're all going to go and shoot this. And, you know, no one's sending attention. your pitch to DreamWorks right. at uh, yeah. age right. nine. Yeah, sure. Right. right. And, you know, or like creating clubs that didn't exist and like doing the most, but nothing that was what I was supposed to be doing to get the grade <laughs> at all ever. So I feel like my parents knew I was a lost cause from like early on. I'm like, no, no, it's going to be, you know, starving artists for me. But I just, I feel like I should clarify overachiever does not have to mean like academically. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but but to the point of like, you know, even thinking about working in a collaboration or as a group, I feel like, so I don't have, I never had a, a jaded moment of, oh, I'm in a group and someone doesn't do as much or people don't care as much because I feel like I just went on the 
on the offensive since I was a kid about that and just always assumed no one would want to like give as much as I want to. So I would just go ahead and do everything myself anyways. Like there was not even a moment where I let someone in and then they scarred me or like they didn't do their part. No, I, I, embarrassingly enough, every time I, I made a, like a home movie or something as a kid that I was trying to make a film, I, I would always have credits, but the credits had my friend's name, but they weren't in it. They weren't in it. They didn't even know the movie existed. That was just because I was like, you know, like when movies are made, you see credits, right? And it's like not the same person. And in this movie, it was me like acting every role in like stop motion. Like I'm like stopping the camera, changing my outfit, going back. Cause this was even before like- Like edit- early TikTok. Right. This was like, yeah. Before uh, TikTok editing on tape. Yeah. Christina <laughs> invented TikTok. <laughs> right. <laughs> on VHS, there is evidence of me inventing TikTok. Um, Look it up, guys. Uh, But yeah, so I feel like I was coming from a place where I just was, you know, always thinking I'm going to have to do it myself regardless. So what made it easy when I met Alicia was I didn't have any preconceived notions of like, oh, sometimes, you know, when I'm too enthusiastic, it like turns someone up or just I didn't have anything to go with. It was all new territory. So it was exciting. And then instantly seeing that her excitement was at the same level, it was, it just felt like a safe space to begin with. I I never felt like I was having to put on a persona of any kind, you know, because like we were already vibing, like she said, and I feel like I, I wasn't really having any like trust issues or fear of anything like that, thankfully. Um, but yeah. Makes am, sense. Am I the only one, Ellie? That's just that was waiting for the. <laughs> I just had my name uh, in the. Credits, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was just going to be like Christina, 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 Christina. <laughs> that's that's what our credits that's, for the flame yeah, looked to like. To be fair, that's like that is yeah, that still is happening to me, but less <laughs> less than usual. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. I love it. I, mean, I really learn. appreciate the commitment to your friends, though, to be like, <laughs> you all get credit. It's so when this goes though. big, you no, know, when this even... is in theaters, you're all yeah, gonna are get they going to get royalties or yeah, like, right? how it is was this? it was the worst. There's a generosity <laughs> <laughs> like my brother would watch it and be like, none of these people came to the house <laughs> like, <laughs> like calling me on it. I'm just like, no, I'll. I know that. <laughs> you know, so we outsourced. Yeah. Uh, right, right. We outsourced everything. We did it in school. Right. And then I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to make sure you credit them with like behind the camera right. stuff, you know. So it's I like know. first AD, like yeah. operating the boom, something. No, it was it was cast. <laughs> it was cast. Oh no. It was just bad. you in a wig. It was <laughs> what the heck? That's exactly what we're talking about here. I'm I'm glad you're catching up to the degree of how embarrassing this is. I I need these thieves so badly. Yeah, we need release the vault. uh, (laughs) This is what's happening. Come on. No, no, no. If Taylor can do it, you can. Did anyone else make movies when they were a kid? No? I did did for like some school projects. Mm. I don't know that I did as many for like just for fun. Mm. Mm. We used to do them, <clears throat> me, my brother, and my sister, we would make them, and oh, they were you. also just absolutely ridiculous. I used to do like, and plays. so bad. I had a, a friend that I grew up with, and we would, like, write and perform our own plays, like, just the two of us, two-woman show, you know? Oh, but we nice. didn't film them. I don't were know. Were they musicals? Honestly cannot remember. <laughs> they could have been. We both sang, so, like, they easily could have been musicals. <laughs> 
There was one that I just found the video for. I don't know why. I think it also was because I was working with my brother. They were so violent. Like they were like, so violent. Like they were always like gang war movies. Like they were always like somebody got murdered and like that we have to like figure out who got killed. Oh like our, we like murdered our dad and like there was like, you know, catch up and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's one scene. This is like the most embarrassing thing ever. And no one will ever see this either. But I was like the leader of the gang. And I don't know why I decided like as the gang leader, I was like, start the music. And I, <laughs> and I hit play on like, I don't like some sort of like tape recorder. And it was the song, I Want Candy. Do you know that song? That one? Yeah, and I was dancing to it. And then anytime, like, any of, like, it was, like, my brother and some of his friends, like, if they, like, weren't paying attention to me while I was dancing, I would shoot them. This is iconic. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, you're not a good, like, member of the gang if you're not paying attention to the leader dancing. Like, that was what was happening. Ellie, here's here's what I desperately (laughs) want right now. So to make you feel better, Christina. Here's what I desperately (laughs) want because (laughs) I feel like we could also do, like, a huge personality vibe check on (laughs) releasing the content of each of our like childhood uh, projects or like just for fun videos because (laughs) tell me tell me what you tell me what this tells you ellie that the the school project that i most vividly remember doing is i (laughs) you had to work in pairs so i was working with one of my friends a, it is occurring to me that both the friend I used to do the plays with and the friend I did this gay. project with are both gay now. Mm. And most importantly, we did this project where we had to do, uh, we had to make videos about like parts of speech, but we landed on like, we are going to do our own like Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> video. We wrote songs. Okay. So I wrote all of these horrible, horrible lyrics for all of these songs about like what is an adverb and like how do you know what an adverb does and all of these things and then we recorded also on VHS these terrible terrible like schoolhouse rock but where it's like us holding like a little drawn out thing on a stick (laughs) in the camera you know what does that tell you about where you know where we are now and yep I I'm. St- I mean, I'm still like, if I'm dancing and you're not paying attention, like, <laughs> exactly, but exactly, but like, that's what I'm getting at, get you know? Killed. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm the so other person guess- out here. I didn't do. I don't have a tape to release. Oh no! I no. I did not do any of that. I used to tell myself stories like before I went to bed, or when I was like, okay, it's time for bed, and I would run a movie. But it was a movie I was writing and creating and directing in my mind. And so, and then every so night ambitious. I would pick up from like, what's the next scene? And, wow. and then I would just keep going until I finished that movie. And then I would create a new story. But I didn't, uh, that's the introvert, you know. I I've come out of my shell a lot see, since then. But this but, is what I'm saying. But it's so, it's like, they. I think they all foreshadow something. Oh, I guess yeah. the real question is, Christina, <laughs> did you play multiple characters with wigs? <laughs> I had outfits, wigs, hats. I played men. I played women. Oh, I, was I, I meant like in, out, in love. Like, are oh, you yeah. all of the characters? <laughs> oh, I played multiple characters in hats, in wigs. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Um, no, I, I was actually, this is so cheesy to even admit, but when Out in Love was getting edited, 
and I was talking to um, Hank, our editor, and we were like going through the credits and we we're like adding all the names. I, I thought back to, you know, childhood me and how I had all these names of all these people who helped on this project and were just, you know, so stoked to be there and, and just amazing and made this dream come true. And I was like, they're legit, you know, real names. And it was kind of a moment for me where I was like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> come a long way since, uh, faking it. <laughs> so <laughs> I just feel like you're on a mission to make Ellie cry this I episode. And I'm honestly a little surprised it hasn't happened yet. From tears or from laughter from both, either yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my approach, you know, make them cry. No, that's <laughs> not really my approach. I don't know that. That's Here's so how weird. you make friends and find collaborators, everyone. Right. You get real <laughs> creepy and you say yeah. you make them cry. Oh boy. Stare at movie posters and make people cry. <laughs> right. Right. I just want someone That's somewhere funny. taking notes on this episode, like writing oh this God, down. No. <laughs> no. I also just like, I think it's a gift that we grew up in a VHS time. Yeah. Like, and not a digital time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because like, even if like I did, like my mom was going through all of our VHS tapes and we found <laughs> this and we were like, oh, my God, I cannot right. believe this still exists. But I could burn it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I could get rid of it. Like, no one could ever see it again. You should, like, yeah. hit that with a hammer, to. you know? Right? Like, yeah. But I feel like, like, I'm like, because I was like, oh, or maybe, like, maybe there are some kids who are doing this. I'm like, yeah, they are. Like, they're literally doing it on social media. I know. Yeah. Like, for everyone to see. I Not just, like, yeah. let me show it to my family and, like, we could joke about this later. Yeah. That no. is out. There are, there are two, the tapes, most of the tapes are missing, I think, um, on mm-hmm. my end. My mom has some, but I'm really glad, you know, things like, you know, like I, I did some kind of, me and my brother did do uh, like collaborations sometimes where begrudgingly my brother would be like, fine, I'll be in it. <laughs> and one of them, which I'm sure he would hate if it was out there, was we did like this. So, you know, there was that teen show Dawson's Creek, like mm-hmm. back oh, in yeah. like, the 90s, right? And I did Johnson's River. That's <laughs> what I called it. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and basically, like, it was like a trailer for it. And like, I had the Paula Cole song, the I Don't Want to Wait song, like, oh my God. playing. This and is then it was like, and my brother was doing like the voice of like the in a world that kind of like where he was like coming this summer you know kids finding their way and then I would just like do these little moments and then there was like this one shot for some reason that I decided where because I was Johnson you know and so when I was Johnson I would wear like my hair up in a in like a little like fisherman's hat I don't know what was going on and it was like (laughs) Like a bucket hat yeah oh my god and it was this like clip where like I come out of my room and I'm wearing like a dress and I go, why won't you let me go to prom the way I really want to go? And then like, I just start <laughs> dancing to the, to the, I don't want to wait song. And like, my brother's just like, find the heart and the love, you know, like, in, like oh my God. Johnson's river. And it's so like, like, you've always been writing gay shit. Is the <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Even before I knew it. Yes. Wow. Did you I say this exists? Or it doesn't exist. I, I don't. I think, the, I think the Johnson's River tape is lost for no, good. No, we need I, it. I'm going to talk to your it. mom. I'm going <laughs> to talk to you. I'm no. going to bypass you completely and go straight <laughs> to the 
straight to your phone. <laughs> Listen, can I tell you the thought that literally just occurred to me while we're having this conversation is oh, my boy. parents sold their house, like the house that I <laughs> lived in at the time of making all of these this year. And it's like just now occurring to me that like they sold their house and didn't want to like deal with a lot of stuff. So they ju- definitely just like did an estate sale of a bunch of stuff <laughs> in the house. <laughs> and I'm like, did they... Do those tapes just, like, exist in the (laughs) wild now? Like, is somebody somewhere going to find, like, my seventh grade, like, schoolhouse rock wannabe knockoff terrible uh, songs? Because it's actually. I'm not sure if that's, like, a nightmare or, like, uh, you know, just a hopeful dream of I don't know what. The most wonderful I, gift ever. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. What a what a treasure to happen upon. It's like those like you know, like the storage wars. Like you don't need to find a storage <laughs> yeah. bin and then you're like, what's in it? Like that's what it is. Like, you they find the Johnson's River. Oh, oh my god. I Can we return find this? River. No, no, you don't. Christina, where'd you grow up? Sticker on it. <laughs> Where where'd you grow up? Like uh we're gonna need a, an exact address, please. Oh. Thanks. Oh my god. Johnson's River. We need Next the reboot. Year, Remake it. Johnson's we need River. It. I've already been thinking about it as she was talking. <laughs> Alicia's writing it in her head already. She's like, I've tuned all of you out. I'm just seeing a movie in my mind, and it is beautiful. Oh, boy. It's coming. Johnson's oh, River God. is coming. That is so good. Incredible. Um, I feel like we're going to like be stuck in this sinkhole for a long time. So I'm going <laughs> right. to take us out of it. Right, right, right. I'm... Speak, speaking of <laughs> projects that we've been creating. <laughs> Collaborations. You, yeah. yeah. Well, you you said you've been working on like a million new projects. So like you worked on Out in Love. What's like what's the new stuff that you're that you're working on together? Oh, my goodness. So many things. It's very <laughs> exciting. The first thing is a fiction podcast called Fuck My Afterlife, a.k.a. FMAL. We just wrapped the writer's room for that. Uh, Christina is obviously is the showrunner. And you know what? It's the one, it's the story that I pitched at Clexicon. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I really did come up with that in the middle of the night or the next morning or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something it was- <laughs> crazy like that where you're like, of course you did. Of course you just came up with this. Everyone else has worked on their pitch for, you know, like months, years. years. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what this is and I don't want to make it because I don't do comedy. But it's about uh, a spoiled girl who gets into the pearly gates on a divine technicality. And she finds out that being an angel is a production based job. And if she doesn't meet her numbers, she's going straight to hell. So we are super excited about that. And then we've got a feature that we're working on. Yeah, we Super do. Super excited. Someone just sent me the second draft today. I haven't read yeah, it yet, Yeah, they though. did. Who? <laughs> send me the second draft of the feature and the next draft of the pilot for the fiction yeah. podcast because somebody has been on a tear, a I writing tear. Yeah. No, it's been great. Therapy That's does awesome. wonders. <laughs> Amazing. Do you want to say oh, what the feature is about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super excited about this. And this hopefully can be shot 2022. I won't give a month, Alicia, because I know we disagree on when it could actually be done. But um, <laughs> it's it's called Co-Stars. And it's basically um, two women who meet, uh, two actresses who meet like on a student film, right? And basically start this crazy love affair. And it kind of goes through 10 years, like in vignettes of them 
re-meeting and like where they are in their careers and all of this stuff. And it's, it's kind of bookended and like in between the vignettes with this interview, like a press tour because they're on a big movie together now. And there's like, you know, rumors and salacious gossip and all of this stuff going on. So it's, yeah, it's juicy, queer content for us all, romance and drama and messiness and, you know, all that good stuff. So I'm very I love it. I'm already into it. it. Right? Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, right. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> right. I mean, also, like, I feel like that you're going to put on this feature, right? And then there's going to be, like, these two actresses. Who knows who they are? They're going to be yeah. like, how'd she know <laughs> right like, <laughs> it's, it's true our story it's our well, story honestly just to, real quick like i've wanted to write some kind of iteration of this idea for years now and i i don't know why i didn't tell alicia about it sooner but i just um i've always been a, as an actor like kind of obsessed with that whole you know we we get into these roles into these characters where we're pretending to fall in love with someone else. And, you know, if you have onstage chemistry, like that's even better. But the thing about pretending is that your whole body doesn't always know you're pretending. I mean, like in order to make something believable, you kind of have to put yourself into that position of falling for someone. And then you detach the projects over and it's over. And But there's just something so, I feel like actors, at least, you know, celebrities or whatnot, never really talk about, the nuance of that and how, you know, maybe on purpose, I'm not sure, but like, it's kind of a mind fuck a little bit because it essentially, and the, you know, that's like the beauty of acting, but it's, there is something there. And so I just wanted to explore that in a bit of like, you know, what, what that can do to you, like what, you know, you know, meeting someone in that capacity, but that can still, I don't, and then like, you know, to the public, you're not going to be revealing all these things, but then, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. I love it. <laughs> I just watched the Friends reunion the other day. And like, you did you see that like Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were like, yeah, we were in love with each other. What? I did not yes. watch. That's interesting. Well, during the I am re- not surprised. <laughs> right? That, and I'm like, yeah. No, I'm surprised. Does it? <laughs> Here's it the does. thing though. It, that many years where you're like supposed to be in love with something. It's it's not like we're superhuman just because we're actors. Like dividing that in your brain, you can, you know, reconcile it and boundary it as much as possible. But sometimes things bleed and you can't help it. There's it, it's hard to like turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. And so I would imagine that, you know, especially stars who work together for like 10 years on a show, or you know what I mean? Or seven years and they're like playing spouses and things like that. There has to be some kind of love and maybe it fluctuates and maybe not exactly romantic love or love that gets acted upon, but it's love is love is what they say. Love is love is love. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, they literally were like, yeah, we never acted on it. Like we were like, we set clear boundaries, but like we definitely had crushes on each other. And they were like, yep, we did. Like, just like, yep, totally (laughs) super cash. Yeah. Casual, normal. And like, yeah, but it makes sense. I misunderstood so, that. Excited about the film. I thought you were saying they were in a secret love affair for this whole time. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, they, yeah, they were like, yeah, we've been sleeping with each other for 25 years. <laughs> Wait, we're, we've been married for a long time now. Yeah, That's what I no, understood. No, 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 no. They were just no, saying no. like they had feelings for each yeah, other yeah. that they never acted on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
that they tell us. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. We don't want to blow your smoke. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Please. I am not trying to make an enemy with Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston, well-known, let's hang out. Listener. Die-hard listener. And fan. Thank you for yeah. your support, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> I cannot. I only drink smart water. (laughs) Almost exclusively. So, Jen, I'm Uh, on your side. Ellie, we're getting you. We're finally getting you. I'm seeing it. I know. The tears. Yeah, the laughter tears. It's happening. Is there anything else we want to say about collaborations? Like, for anyone in our audience who's, like, either, like, looking looking to collaborate or I feel like also a good advice would be, like, what do you do? Like, a collaboration is always going to change. Like, how do you, like, navigate the changes in your collaboration? And then we will go to our Q&A. Has our collaboration changed, do you think, over the past couple of years? I think, I don't think so. I mean, I think if anything, it's changed in a way where it's even more comfortable. Like, you know, I feel like initially receiving feedback was just kind of, it was just a different experience. I, I felt more like, it was, you know, Alicia would give me feedback. I'd have to, you know, dig a hole in the yard and then like sit in there and like (laughs) consume all of these thoughts and feelings and be like, I'm the worst writer. And then like come back out and then be like, yeah, no, it's great. Made some changes. But now I feel like it's all just, it it doesn't feel as, I don't know. It doesn't uh, feel as difficult to talk those things through sometimes, you know, because you know, like all writers, you know, we're sensitive about our work. But now I feel more like, OK, we can talk through feedback and immediately I'm just rolling with, OK, that's great. Like now I understand this. And so if anything, I just feel like communication has gotten better because we know each other better. Right. Would you say? And I think I because so. we trust each other. Right. So now my feedback is more direct. Before, I put a lot more thought into how I would give (laughs) feedback because I knew it was going to be a thing, right? So (laughs) it was like, I I definitely put a lot more thought into how I would deliver information. Whereas now I feel more comfortable in just being like, yeah, no, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be a thing. It's like, I don't like this, but like, let's talk about it. Let's see what is it that that's not catching me. And let's see if we can figure that out and work on it together. And we can just quickly have that conversation. And it's true because, you know, Christina doesn't have to go away and like process feelings and come back. Right. Yeah. You know, it's much faster now. (laughs) Yeah. It's much faster, but that's just because the trust has in, has increased. Yeah. Whereas uh, granted, she still thinks that everything she sends me is terrible. I mean, but that's, you know, that's just how some writers are, you know, but writers he's like oh i thought you were gonna hate it i've literally never hated anything she sends me (laughs) but i understand that that's what the communication style is and we can move through it a lot faster now i would say as far as earlier in the conversation i know we had talked about well how do you find a collaborator right and there's like no real answer of like how do you create this chemistry but i did want to say i think a big part of it is talking about what you're doing to anyone and everyone. I mean, because something that I realized with just a lot of advice I received over the years and all that is that if you're not talking about the things that you want to be doing and working on, how are you going to stumble upon that person? Because if you keep it all to yourself and you're like, you know, you just have all these creative secrets and, you know, you, <laughs> you don't, you, 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 they're so precious to you and you're, you're so in your head of like, well, I don't want to talk my, 
you know, someone's ear off about this, this story I want to do or this and that, then no one will know. And yeah, some people might just not be the ones and just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go get another drink. Bye. You know? And, but then some person in the room or that you meet somewhere might be the person who's like, tell me more, which is who Alicia was for me. And so talking about it. And another thing I would say is put yourself in places where you're likely to meet like-minded people, whether, you know, for us, it was Clexicon, especially specifically a creator lab where I knew anyone I meet in these walls is someone who's trying to create just like me. So that's going to be step one. Or if there's not something like that in your town or where you live nowadays, there's so many like virtual kind of like mixers and things for creators and like meetups that you can find on online or just, you know, look for events, you know, even after I met Alicia, just to, in order to crew up for out in love or just to find other people who could possibly like help us out with it. I was looking for events all the time of just any kind of like filmmaker meetup or this and that just to like talk to people and chat about the project and see, you know, who, whose eye I catch or not. And so, so yeah, so you cannot create that whole lightning in a bottle of the perfect partnership, but you can definitely find it a lot easier if you're putting it out there. And it's like that whole, like, if you're ready for love, (laughs) love will find you. Be open to the universe. (laughs) But but you know why I love it? Because like, I, all I could think of the the whole time that you were saying that is like the way that we we do keep kind of talking about this, like it's dating. (laughs) But I just keep thinking where it's like, yeah, like there's plenty of fish in the sea, but like <laughs> right. if you're not fishing at all, like that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you you have to put yourself out there. And I think that is like that's great advice, I think, for people to like keep in mind is I, I'm flashing back to like we had uh, an episode earlier this season with Cheyenne Lynn, who also did a a fiction podcast and same thing, like met a writing partner while they were on a date, (laughs) I think (laughs) was the story that we heard. Oh, wow. Which I, which is just wild, you know, like, but yeah, yeah, if you don't, if you're not the person who's just kind of constantly dropping your project or your your interest out there, like you'll never know, you know, you could miss that opportunity to find like your perfect writing partner. So... I will say that another thing that actually changed a bit is we, like, at the beginning of a partnership, accountability is very important. And mm-hmm. having that, that, like, that same level of commitment talking about it is great, but what does it yeah. look like in practice? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and Christina and I used to meet regularly. Yeah. Um, for a while, we met every Saturday and had a writer's room. And we weren't necessarily talking about the same project every Saturday, but we were talking about something and it was all about progressing our goals forward. And now we actually don't meet every Saturday. We haven't met every Saturday in in a while. It's more like if we, you know, if we just need to have a meeting so that we can organize, then we do that. But we can work separately without having to check in so often with each other because we know what we're doing and we're comfortable with like, I know what my role is. She knows what her role is. And we can come together, get it done, you know, move apart, get our separate things done and keep the train moving in that way. I think the consistency is such a huge thing, too, with mm. creative projects, like because you're being like, OK, let's do this huge thing and we're going to do it a year from now. If you meet every single week for a year, you're going to have a lot more done. Yeah. Like, that's just how it's going to work. Like, even just like 
Leah and I were like, let's start a podcast. And pretty much every single Wednesday night, I like never don't see Lee. Like every week. And she's not sick of me yet, everyone. (laughs) Not yet. No, never, never. We meet every single week, even if like, you know, we usually have guests on. But like if we didn't get a guest scheduled, we're like, you know what? We're still going to meet and we're still going to like record this thing and do this thing. And like we take some time off like on holidays and stuff like that. But being consistent, it's like we're like, holy shit. How did we finish a musical? How did we have all of these podcast episodes? It's literally just like week by week that it piles up right so like I think that also is really helpful hopefully to the people who are listening (laughs) of like just do like an hour or two a week and like see where it goes from there and then of course like when you're in production you're going to be doing longer days and stuff like that but like start small and consistent and I feel like you'll be surprised at how much you can get done but I think it also gets to that idea of um like trust that I think both of you were saying that, you know, when we started, like, I think Ellie and I had been used to doing so many projects where it's like, you know, people would just flake out all the time. And so when you like, when you set that, like you set your schedule to start out and then we would both always be like, always show up, (laughs) always be there, you know? And it's like, even, even today where it's like, I, you know, I, I glanced over at a, at a message from Ellie at one point saying like, no, I'm not feeling so great. Like, and you followed it up with like, but of course, like, I'm still good to record. And I was like, of yeah, I literally you. was like, I was like, I mean, I'm going to take like, a two hour nap, but I'll see like, you later. Like, <laughs> do you need to clarify that for me? Because like, we've been doing this for a long time now. Like, I, yeah, I, it doesn't even like cross my mind anymore to like be concerned about like, do yeah. uh, is Something this somebody that I can depend or, yeah. on? Like, do we have that that level of trust in in each other and stuff? And, you know, I think that like, as you gain that comfort and that trust that like that's really too when stuff can start to like take off you know I just we're love all- it this episode's so beautiful <laughs> I, I know I literally so was much. just gonna be like uh. we're all awesome <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad we met it we met all of every yeah. person on here I'm glad we have all met each other yeah <laughs> yes all right let's do this we're gonna go into our q and gay I'm ready q, 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 and, 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 question number one have you met a collaborator at a convention or another event? A, yes, or B, no? A. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm guessing that's a yes. Are you telling us or asking us, Christina? <laughs> I wasn't clear. Why do I feel like I'm going to fail this? <laughs> there is no way to fail a and gay. I, I literally always have to give people the spiel before. Like, every person is like, what? There's uh, there's no wrong answers. Okay. They're just fun it's polls okay. for fun. It's okay. Question two, how do you prepare for social networking events? A, research how to meet people. B, stress. C, drink. Or D, print out movie posters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. E. <laughs> um, can I say A and B? Sure. There's okay. you can get yes. multiple choice answers in a way that our Twitter poll uh voters cannot. So <laughs> that's what that's the real uh special part of being on the episode. <laughs> yes. All right, I, question number three. What oh wait, wait, strengths- we didn't hear Christina's answer. Oh, she said I, I, E, none of the yeah. above or something. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. E, I feel attacked. Valid e, answer. I feel attacked. Yeah, yeah, that was the answer. <laughs> All right, question number three. What strengths do you bring to a collaboration? A, big dreams. B, great planning. 
C, detail-oriented, or D, dependable? E, all of the above. <laughs> I love that we're making, we're just making our own. You make your yeah. own rules and we you respect that, fine. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Writers. I, I, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with A on this one. A, big dreams. Nice. Yeah, they're both like, we have some notes on these answers. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> Can we actually get them in an send email. revisions? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Question. I don't want to place boundaries on myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Question four, are you uh, an A, astrology gay, B, vibes gay, C, spiritual gay, or D, other, and yes, I wrote this question just because I want people to tell me, you know, what are the other choices? I would, vibes, I would, spiritual. I like it. Okay. I, I would say A and B for me, astrology mm. vibes. Fair, astrology vibes. fair. That's my new vibes gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, question number five. We all know the answer to this one. Did you make embarrassing childhood VHS content? A, yes, or B, no? A, yes, as we as we know. <laughs> I'm the only safe space here. There's no VHS tapes coming back to haunt me in my Damn adult it. life. I will so find your secret. We'll find something, yeah. You I will dig find it. Out. it. I mean, I did dance routines. We didn't, uh, we didn't record them, but we did, there was choreography. Eek. You know, because no, as a child, even I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, there will be no record of this. Smart. Get the camera out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Remember, for all of you out there, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hangout Pod. Christina and Alicia, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank I just love guys. spending time with you. So fun. This was awesome. This was this great. Was so fun. Where can all of our listeners find you on social media accounts? Um, I am at Christina with a K, Pupo, P-U-P-O, on every account. <laughs> and Out and Love does have a social media at Out and Love Series, if you just want to give us some love. And Alicia? I am at Alicia the Great. That's on everything. And... There's also Canon is ours now, which is the social media for my production company, Canon Divergence. Love it. And people, where can pe- people cannot still can't watch out in love, right? Uh, no, it is currently currently being shopped out there to hopefully someone will pick this up. Mm, Are you listening, DreamWorks? Come on. <laughs> okay, so eventually people will be able to watch Out in Love when it's yes. out on Netflix or <laughs> up on a major TV network. Right. We're ready for it. We're so here <laughs> for it. Any other projects coming up? You said you're working on your podcast as well, right? Do you know when that's going to release or like you don't have the the timeline on that? No timeline yet. Lisa, we're still finessing the scripts. So I expect next year at some point, but I can't be more more specific than 2022. Yeah, that's okay. It's going to be a Everyone, big year. <laughs> and this feature that we're going to shoot, yeah. someone in this uh, chat wants to shoot it in the summertime, which is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. She means me. Yeah. Right. Amazing. So Christina will be doing an Instagram story takeover the week of this episode. If you have any questions to ask her all about Johnson's River or (laughs) all of the projects they have coming up, you can ask her on her Instagram. Christina and Alicia, 
Alicia, thank you so, so, so much for hanging out with us today. What a blast. This was so much really fun. Really great. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear you say hip, 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 well, yeah. We love hearing from all of you and we love continuing to build this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we want to shout out an email that we got from a listener. So shout out to Jen, who emailed us that they had recently rewatched Imagine Me and You. I love it. Can't, never a bad time to no, rewatch Imagine never. Me and You. And wanted to know if any recent, uh, if anybody in the media had discussed the movie and found our episode on it. Um, we're in the and media and we discussed the, it. We are the media. We is the media and we discussed the movie uh, and that they loved our episode. And we're so glad that you found it, that you loved it. Um, and, you know, we just we hope you enjoy all the rest of them, too. Oh, yeah. As always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., Whitney Lennon, Jennifer Trujillo, and our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all so much. We have so many of you, and we love you all so so much we love getting to know you in our discord chat and we could not do the podcast without you remember you can find us on all the social medias we are on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok at let's hang out pod you can email us at let's hang out pod at gmail.com if you want to be featured on a hip hip we're gay or you can check out our website at let's hang whatever app you use for podcasts make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop and make sure that you are caught up on the flame all of the episodes are up available on any uh, any app you use to listen to podcasts, and you know you'll wanna you'll wanna catch up because we are hard at work on our next musical. You do not want to miss out. We are also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash pod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first that is easy and free is to go on the Apple Podcasts app and leave us a rating and a review. A, it helps new people find the podcast, and B, we like reading the reviews. If you want to support us financially and join our Patreon family to get some behind-the-scenes access to our show, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have all kinds of perks for our patrons like ad-free episodes and watch parties for our less sensuals and our favorite patron-only Discord where we get to chat. We also have a Patreon that is dedicated just to our production of podcast musicals and helping get the flame on stage. You can find that at bit.ly slash the flame Patreon if you want to help us make more musicals. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash shop. We have all kinds of designs that you can put on mugs and t-shirts and sweatshirts all the good stuff and you can follow us individually you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at lsh foster and you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at ellie brigida with that i'm ellie and i'm lee and, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon let's hang out, out.